to Jake's Review Corner, the podcast where amateur fans voice their opinions on movies, TV, and anything pop culture from blockbuster hits to trashy cult classics. I'm your host, Jacob Daniel, and welcome back to another fun installment of Casual Corner. Casual Corner is a whole mess of conversations from new movies, um, comic books, um, you know, adult films. I don't know. (laughs) Notorious fetish artist, Ralph Baskin. <laughs> Ralph Baskin, my dude. I'm joined today with a uh, Jake's Review Corner all-star, Chase Sumner. <laughs> Not a lot to say about Chase that, you know, if you've listened to any of my episodes, you won't know. Almost he's a, everyone. <laughs> he's a great guy. You know, I think I, I, I've told the story a lot of times in the sense of, like, the whole reason I got to know you which is we had a mutual friend, but we got to really know each other because I started, I did improv in college and I really enjoyed it. And it was always funny because not to say anyone, not to say anything about anyone else we did. We love you all. But me and Chase just happened to get a little bit more laughs and it was because we could play, we could play off each other a little bit. In fact, there's, there was a one girl who we did improv with and oh my God, I'll never forget it. Her name's Katie. Uh, I know she probably doesn't listen. If she does, hi, Katie. I love you. But I'll never forget, we did, we did, oh my God, do you remember? Uh, We did a skit with her. Basically, we were being really loud and she had to be quiet. We did like um, that Friday, we were like kind of talking and I remember Katie goes, well, you know, I would like a chance to be the funny one. And she's like (laughs) looking at me and I was like, "Uh, I don't know. It's funny because like running the improv troupe now, like Katie used to always play the straight man. Now she is literally like the backbone of that troupe. And and you know what, man? I love Katie, dude. She's a rock star. She's so good. Everything. I love how I didn't know she could sing until I went to your senior showcase or Sean's senior Sean, showcase. Yeah, dude, she can sing her ass off. Um, she, Sean, Sean Tormey is a big dumb dummy who never makes time for me, and he's not never, here right now. And he he was supposed goes. to come on this episode. I hate you, Sean. I hate you. I hate you, Sean. I hate you. I hate you. I'll no, see you in like an hour dude, I love Sean, dude. Uh, I mean, words can't even begin how instrumental you and Sean have been for anyone who you know doesn't follow the social media page or any of the story highlights this is unfortunately uh Chase's last show for the time being mm-hmm. uh Chase why don't you tell people why you're not going to be in the good old state yeah. of Georgia no more with be, with all our peaches I'm gonna miss them peaches uh I'm leaving in like May on May 8th so in like a week like six days shit that's so soon uh I'm starting uh, a new job. I'm going to be working in Branson in a new musical at Silver Dollar City. And then we're going to go out to, to Springfield at some theater. They said, I don't know where. Um, but yeah, it's this new comedy musical. Me and this girl named Sarah McQuiggan. We're, shout out to Sarah McQuiggan if you're watching this. Also my roommate. Uh, we're playing ukuleles, washboards, and bluegrass shit. And we're... Uh, we're having a good time. I, we don't even have our scripts yet. Chase, you <laughs> showed up for this audition, and they were like, mm-hmm, I, this is the man. Funny thing about the audition, went to this conference called Southeastern Theater Conference in Memphis. All the all the theater nerds on this chat know about it. 
pretty much like a job fair for theater. Like, okay. you know, when you audition, it's in Memphis, so we were like going to Beale Street and getting fucked up too, and like meeting the directors and stuff. But I had an audition, it's like a big cattle call. You get a minute, there's like hundreds of like directors and stuff, and they're like, they watch your stuff, and they give you callbacks. You go to all of them throughout the day. And I got one for Silver Dollar City and Auto Tees Entertainment, which is like the company that actually cast me. And they, most of the callbacks, like they have you read, they have you like sing a song, stuff like that. But there, they just wanted to talk. And then I was about to leave, and this woman named Lyra who talked to us, she gave us like the spiel. A couple of them just want to talk. They're like, this is what we would pay, blah, 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 housing, everything like that. She's like, wait, I really liked your audition. I need to talk to you. So I sat down with her. And I, I was really against like theme park work. Not that, like, I didn't think it was good, but, like, I kind of wanted to get, like, a job in a theater. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, I mean, I think every, I think every theater kid has that ambition. Like, you know, you've gone to college for theater, you know, I think, I think you have, like, certain routes. It's like, you can either go be an entertainer doing shows, you can try to go big leagues, New York, and do Broadway, you can do background work. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, in the, in this industry, like, it's so interconnected. I'm talking to her, and I, she was like, hey, you should really think about sending me a video of you playing ukulele, and I was like, what the fuck is she saying? And so, Disclaimer, this episode's gonna have a lot of F-bombs, because, no, no, yeah, I'm allowing F-bombs in casual corner. It's too hard to edit them out. (laughs) uh, So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what does she mean? But I get her email, I get her card, and I don't think I told you this, now you're getting to know, and the, the casual corner people do too, and... I decide to send her an email. I got a call on the way back for an offer for a theater in Florida, um, Titusville Playhouse, and they were like, you can be, they want they wanted me there for a whole year. Oh. And it was like, the contract, they pay for housing, but the money wasn't super good. Okay. And then a couple of other theaters contacted me. It's kind of the same deal. And like, I was like, okay, so do I want to choose to be in like, these musicals that have already existed and that are like, familiar to me make like a little bit of money but get to stack up my resume or do I want to take like I had already sent him my audition and I hadn't got a job offer yet but I kept telling him like I want to wait because I think I might get one I just had a feeling and then I got the offer from Silver Dollar City and I was like juggling between like five or six theaters and that and I said there's another one that paid more but it was a shorter contract and I was like this one pays the most it's a new musical like that hasn't been done and it's not just like something like in the park, like on the ground, like we mm-hmm. get like to perform it on a stage with like lighting, sound, mics and all that. So I'm like, it's it's kind of like Dollywood to where it's like known for its entertainment too. So I was like, it's not like I'm performing at Six Flags. So I felt like kind of okay about it. And now I'm like... You didn't want to do the whip with Bugs Bunny at <laughs> Six Flags? That's, I got... Hit the na- that hit, that stuff, hit the nene with Daffy Duck. It's like you know my musical theater degree might be a little useless, but it got me this. And then <laughs> after that, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's awesome for you, dude. You know, I wish my degree in art would get me somewhere, but people just don't care about my circles. <laughs> they don't care about. They don't care uh, about I always. Uh, you know, Chase, I've said it before in the sense of, you know, you've been my all, you've been my rock with the podcasting. Cause I remember you, I mean, first off you, you got me into this whole mess. I'm going to explain it. I gotta, I gotta go back to freaking, well, I gotta go back to like COVID years to start this because freaking 2020, I'm a senior in college. 
Um, I've become good friends with Chase. He, we both have spam pages to show, to show you just how we were in college. And I like how Chase, Chase's spam page is just super deep. And he's like talking about like how these movies have influenced him and like art and like, you know, his personal feelings. And like, I'll have a shitty day and I'll go take an out of context picture from the Archie Sonic, Sonic <laughs> character and just be like, I want to fucking kill myself. And it's a picture of Sonic and he's like, ah, oh, looking for booty. Mine's just become like, I watch a movie and I just give it, a, it there's nothing else on there anymore. Oh my god! I would fail a test and then like post a picture of a toilet and be like, "Man, my grades going in the crapper." <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was funny because you you were doing those reviews and I actually like that's what I started doing is I started doing Danny yeah. review corner on my um, Insta page or my spam page, and God, man, that kind of got me through COVID because yeah, those first weird. couple of months of COVID, I was just like, I had nothing to do. You know, I'm a senior in graphic design and digital storytelling and you can't translate those to you know when we when the university shut down they couldn't do anything my professor for film classes was like all right well you're done and then my professor for my you know art classes was like all right we'll send in your senior portfolio and you're done and i was like dang that's it so i was spending a lot of my time watching like any movie yeah. any movie i watched i reviewed it on my page and then i remember i was just talking about you and i was like man we, we gotta turn this into something and we kept bouncing around podcasts, and then you actually started a podcast with Sean and Gage and uh, James, kind of. Kind <laughs> and you did their podcast is Average Joe's, and you guys did that for a while. We I think did you, like eight se- episodes, seven episodes, but we did them like there was like back to back to back. Yeah, we were doing them like every other week, or we'd film like two in a week and release them like every that. Week. Dude, that's how I was with uh, Review Corner when I yeah. first started. I was so about the every other week, and then I remember, and in January, I was texting you and Sean and assistant Allison, and I was like, guys, like you know, I'm looking, and I'm actually getting like people are starting to listen to the podcast, yeah. and like I'm talking to other podcasts, and I'm like, this is it, guys. Like we can start doing, you know, let's start doing more, and then my last laptop broke on me and there's nothing like being a poor man trying to like figure out what to do so i take it to go get fixed and i'm like okay well luckily it won't be that bad and my whole logic board was just destroyed it was done i couldn't do anything yeah so i just had to raise money and so i finally get this beautiful new laptop I go to tell Chase about it, and Chase, I'm like, Chase, we can finally start doing reviews again, and Chase is like, ah, I'm sorry, man, I'm dipping. Oh, no, <laughs> I am heading out, but, like, I... I went to an improv show, yeah. and I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell Sean, uh, Chase after this show that we can do uh, reviews again, and you're like, ah. So here's the thing, yeah. buddy. Oh, someone's showcase you were at, I talked to you about it, too. Like, I talked to you a little bit about it there, but then I got it, like, confirmed, like, uh... I think it was Sean's. No. Did you come to Aaron's showcase? No, I didn't. Oh, damn. Uh, we were talking about it because I was actually going to go to Katie's showcase, yes, and then I got called it in. It was... Like Love you, Katie. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... And then there was also the thing of, like, I tried to, like, there'd be so many times where I'd be like, yeah, I can come. No, I can't because I have well, stupid... You, I mean, you're a senior in college. You're trying to graduate. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to get the... I completely get it. You know, when I was a senior in college with, you know, all my art classes, I was I was super packed. I had to, draw, I had to draw circles and triangles and squares. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I'm drawing circles and triangles and squares, but, like, it, it's similar to that because, like, I'm, what what the hell am I doing my homework on, like, singing? <laughs> like, I, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, here's a question for you, man. Did you like? Did you ever have to edit any of the Average Joe's podcast? Because I just got my new laptop. Freaking, I, I use Audacity because mm-hmm. I remember Gage even told me to use Audacity. Yeah. But because I have the brand newest iPad, or not iPad, I have a <laughs> I have an iMac. Literally, it runs so slow. So now I'm having to take like an extra hour to edit because like the loading time on this bad boy. You can even see it right now. Yeah. Like look how slow it's going to compare how I, it used to be. I never had to edit them. Like that was Gage. That was Gage's baby because he wanted to. I did edit. I don't have a Mac. Um, but I did edit the. We did a. Um, oh my gosh, what is it called? I can't think of it. Patreon. We had a Patreon account, which I thought was really funny, and we actually had some people that like bought it. Didn't you? Didn't you only do like one Patreon? I think there's two, but me and Sean did one. We watched Possessor. um, Brandon Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son. He made a movie. Yeah. We did that review, and I edited that one, but it was also boo boo. Like it was bad. I didn't never (laughs) like. We didn't. I didn't like edit anything throughout. I just like made sure it sounded okay and everything. Um, But I never had to do any of that with Gage. He. There was one time that we did a review, and that and that's why the show is called Jake's Review Corner yeah. and not Chase's Review Dude, Corner. I do, I do all the work over here. That's true. Dude, Gage deleted. It wasn't his fault. Like he saved one of our longest episodes. I think it was a whole Oscars episode where we talked about like twenty nineteen Oscars or twenty eighteen Oscars and twenty nineteen Oscars. Mm-hmm. No, twenty nineteen twenty twenty. It was so freaking all over the place. But it was like three hours long. Gage edited it. He saved it. And it like whenever he went to go post it, it just showed up like a bunch of code. <laughs> like he could not figure out where the audio went. Oh no. Poor Gage, man. Final final year of college. Like, are you ready to take on the world? Like, do you feel like you're ready for Branson and everything? Think, are you ready to do movie reviews in Branson? Oh hell yeah. I don't know. Are, about, you're gonna finish your show and then you're gonna look at a kid and you're gonna be like, hey, you should really go see the Northman. <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited for Branson, but like after that, I think like, because like I'm kind of like a lot, of, it was kind of a big thing like with musical theater majors or theater majors. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't know what to do when you graduate. So now I have something to do for like eight months. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think of like, okay, well after Branson, like, do I want to try to like, see if I can get a job like in like Chicago or New York like because those are like the two biggest theater scenes in the U.S. oh dude I was just in Chicago man I've never been I've driven through it's but awesome they have the like for straight theater which like I, I like musical theater but like straight theater like a lot more creative oh yeah I bet you do like straight theater uh-huh. not an ally <laughs> no but they they do like uh those are like the places to go to um for that and I'm trying to think like do I want to try to get into those industries or do I want to take mm-hmm. like the jobs that'll house me across the U.S. for a couple of years, and then try to go. It's like yeah, but I'm excited. To what graduate. what was like? Was there a big movie or like theater show that got you in? Like that hooked you at a young age for a theater? Was uh, it Ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> yeah, dude. The movie recently. It last- <laughs> You're like I actually wasn't an actor until I saw Ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen. Ironically, I saw Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway with Ben Platt. Oh, I, yeah. and I heard it's amazing. It was great. That was one of the things, but I was in high school. I went. I was in New York with my family because I was. I went to NYU to tour, and I was going to audition there. I did audition there, and I got in. It's so much money. I wanted to, like, I was thinking about going for theater, 
but I didn't know, so I was like, we were on vacation in New York, so I went to all these colleges. That kind of like solidified it. Like I had done theater and choir in high school, but also like it wasn't like something I really was super passionate about. The junior year, like I saw that and I was like, holy crap! Like this is, I seen I had seen some Broadway musicals before, but like that one, I think it was because I saw like I would seen them with like really like older adult characters and stuff, knowing like my age mm-hmm. and like. I was in high school and like it's cheesy and it's like melodramatic, but I was like Ben Platt. He has a, I was like he has like a similar vocal timbre to me. I was like this man's like just singing on stage and he's like a high schooler in the show. So I was like, I think that kind of drew me in, even though I don't really care for it much now. Like, but then it was like no, I mean, sick. and I'll say this, you know, we actually reviewed the Dear Evan Hansen movie. <laughs> And I'll say, like, I think Ben Platt is amazing in that show, you know, and just the movie, the movie, (laughs) the movie was just not a good scene for him. And I'll say this, you know, like, honestly, you know, we got close because of improv and everything. And recently you did your, you did your uh, senior show. Now, you know, for any casual corner listeners, if you want to skip ahead real quick, you're more than welcome to, we're going to, you know, I'm sure you're waiting for us to get to the pop culture and stuff, but if you're interested, uh, stick around for five minutes. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to Chase about his senior show, which I loved because, you know, I don't know if you like knew, wanted this to be your metaphor, but I really felt like your whole show was like a celebration of life, like a celebration Sean and uh, Sean's not here, but Sean's uh, Sean's senior show was like for me at least it was a celebration of college and you know coming into your own and finding yeah. out like makes you you and then yours I teared up it was like a perfect one act like show you know it's about it's showing how you got into theater and how you love theater and like how you know you wished that you could have gotten to show your aunt all these great things. And it was, and it was so beautiful. And you know, I don't, I, yeah, I told you, but it was, it was funny. I'm sitting next to our mutual friend, Gabby, and she's tearing up. And I was like, get together, pussy. And I'm just like, wipe, I I wiped the nice tear away. I thought it was such a beautiful, like, you know, I, you're blushing over there, but I I thought it was such a good, like, cause I, like I've been struck. Cause like for the whole, for those of you guys that don't know, like for most musical theater schools, bigger ones at least, like, everyone does their showcase together. You get, like, one or two songs. But they'll fly up to, like, New York to do it in, like, some, like, cabaret house. Oh, but not at Reinhardt, baby. (laughs) They really wanted to start, but the pandemic uh, happened. Maya Jafar, Jonathan Bino, or Maya Bino, Mm -hmm. um, super great people, TikTok famous, and, like, Maya works in casting. Yeah. She has, like, crazy cool casting jobs. So she was like, yeah. I can get you guys to do this at Open Jar Studios, big new studio in New York. We'll do a cabaret, blah, blah, blah. But all of, but at Reinhardt, like everyone does like a, it's like a voice recital, which is like you're by yourself or you have one other person and you do your show and you have to pick everything that you do. Like it's a mix of, mine was kind of a mix of like original work and stuff that had already been done. But I, I really like, hadn't thought about it too much till this year because I was like I don't know what I want to do my senior year my freshman year because mm-hmm. a lot of people have it planned out from like their birth at Reinhardt they're like I know every song every dance I went in there and I'm like I all I knew is I wanted a bed on stage and a jar of peanut butter <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I literally walked in and like I saw you just sitting down I'm like ah oh, this is gonna this be a good one <laughs> like I, it was, I, oh yeah like before the house opened I laid down on the bed for like 10 minutes it was I just, like, wanted it to seem like, oh, I'm in my room, and I'm, like, recollecting. And I, I didn't want it to be anything too crazy. Just for me, because, like, Sean, like, his showcase suited him perfectly. 
and like Katie suited her and everything, but mine I was like, I I wanted to be kind of more introspective for myself. Mm-hmm. And I and, you, and Sean's not here. I really wish he was because I was gonna you know let him talk. But Sean, I think what's so great about Sean's show is everyone's watching it and the vibe is just like, man, we love Sean. Yeah. <laughs> like Sean can do no wrong. Yeah, he's just a good guy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And Sean was actually in your senior yeah. show, and he. Oh my god! There's a scene where you're singing, and like, like I said, your whole play is like a story, and it's great. Like you're talking about how you started in theater, and then you're kind of like, you know, you're giving us a little bit about into your life with your relationship with this girl named Anna, who I've known. She's great yeah. too. And my favorite thing is you're singing a song about how you like you really like this girl and you're supposed to be talking to Sean on the other side of the phone and you're just oh like and she's great and I love her and, and fuck you Sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that happened my dress rehearsal which was like earlier that week like three days before I had never done it because I hadn't done mm-hmm. it to my phone but I didn't have a transition I hate like transitions where it's like I'm gonna sing this song now mm-hmm. for me I was like I want it to kind of flow or like if it is choppy like me purposely that way and I was like Sean, call me. I like told him that in the dress. I'm like, call me and I'll figure it out. <laughs> I think I said something different in the dress rehearsal, but in the show, there's a lot more F-bombs in my show because I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Then what are they going to do? Send me home. And I was like, I was like, ah, fuck you, Sean. And then, like in the middle of this super fast song where I'm supposed to be singing lyrics, I just like, shoved it in there. <laughs> no, I thought it was hysterical. And then Sean, you were in Sean's show and you guys sang a song about going to Las Vegas and oh, just yeah. fucking shit up there. That very different. Like he, I had like a little bit of that in mind mm-hmm. and whenever he danced and the, the boy band song I sang, um, yeah, we just want it to be like absolute ape shit. Cause we've been planning on singing that for a while, but I decided it didn't fit in my showcase. He's like, I'll put it in mine. Oh my gosh. Uh, Casual Corner fans, I know you're probably thinking, wait, the title says Smallville, and I'm going to get there, but you know what? This is one of my best friends' final show with me for a minute. I'm talking about something that meant a lot to him, (laughs) it meant a lot to me, because, you know, I watched it, and once again, I was just like, this is so beautiful, man. And it, and it, you know. I'm not trying to get too deep or anything, but you, and I, I don't even want you to bring up this guy's name or anything, but you happen to mention a professor, you know, oh, yeah. who, you know, was like, oh, well, you'll never be it. And he meant something you can't help. And I was just yeah, like, you know dude. what, man, I know who he's talking about. I'm going to go beat the fuck out of this guy. It's funny because like another director who like was over that guy. Yeah, it's funny because he's not even on the property anymore. Yeah, he literally like comes up to me after, um, he's like, Fuck that guy, like, it was so funny, because, uh, like, I, the, like, the whole thing was just, like, shit that I'd written down, and I, that was this year, like, I, that happened at the beginning of the year, like, he, this fucking Cyclops tells me, he's like, Chase, <laughs> you, called, you called him a Cyclops, I love Yo, that, he's like, Chase, you are not gonna get work, I was singing a song, we do coaching, so I was like, you're not gonna get work, because you move weird, and you got a lisp, and I was like, First of all, I've gotten work before. And second off, Ben Affleck gets work, and he moves around weird. People get work, like, people get work that are weird. Like, you ever seen Michael Sarah? Like, like, don't, it's stupid. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was fun. That felt good. It just felt good to get that out there, air out the dirty laundry on stage. Uh, Any, any last remarks about it? Uh, Or, you know. 
I, I, I really, you know, I hope people from Reinhardt listen to this episode. I know a lot of our mutual friends probably don't listen to this podcast, but once again, you know, I think you did an amazing job with your Thank senior you. showcase. I know casual fans don't understand what we're talking about. Sometimes we get, you know, casual corner. Casual corner is about slice of life. Like we're talking about our lives, and this is my co-host's lives, and my other co-host Sean, who's not here because he's a big dumb dummy, and he can't. He promises time to everyone, and he can't be here for me, and that's why. <laughs> I call Chase my secret co-host, and I call you a, a dirty, dirty poopy face, Sean. A dirty, dirty poopy face. <laughs> All right, Casual Corner fans, we're back. We're talking. <laughs> we hope you uh, loved our super long uh, prologue. Um, just to if, warm you guys up. if you didn't, too bad. <laughs> Chase had a podcast. This is his last podcast, so I wanted to ask you real quick: Is there any like podcast? that are like your favorites like these kind of helped you find your groove when you were recording or stuff because i mean i definitely have like ones that like on days where i'll record i'm like i have to listen to at least a snippet so i know what i should be sounding like and stuff i i think like with me i really like the a24 podcast um, okay i listen to that a lot and that one's like is that an official a24 yeah, podcast so they own it it has nothing to do with a24 it's just like that's their podcast that they produce it doesn't have mia goth and overalls I on the cover might, <laughs> i think she might have an episode my favorite episode that i've recently listened to is michael Sarah interviewing jonah hill they so it's like actors to like get like two directors oh my god or, like, i love two that actors or two just, like, random people, they just talk to each other for, like, an hour. That's sick. Uh, and yet we do that, and we don't get anything. <laughs> anything. I also like uh, Karstcast. I don't know if you watch Karsten Runquist. He does, like, video essays on YouTube. Um, he was, like, a big inspiration for the Average Joes, mm-hmm. one that we did. He's, like, a, he's a filmmaker, but he does mostly movie reviews on YouTube now, and he, like... Or like video essays on movies and his podcast his first episode he got have you seen eighth grade the bo burnham movie uh have i seen eighth grade uh i don't know i was Did in it? eighth grade elsie <laughs> fisher the lead in that movie was his first guest and i was like hooked he's just so chill like he just sits and talks like and he has a cool perspective from like a filmmaker's point of view mm-hmm. and also like sardonic cast too i feel like you'd really like them it's like three you t- I do listen to a lot of filmmaking podcasts. Not even those are just my favorite ones to listen to. But Wait, I mean, you like film? They they uh, shout them out, man. Maybe dude, they'll they, have us on their podcast. Dude, they're so they're kind of big. I can't. Please, it's please, like Ralph, me, me, maker. me, and me and Chase love talking about we movies. Love, they, it's like Ralph the movie maker. Wait, Ralph the movie? You mean yeah. Ralph Basky? No. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious fetish artist Ralph Basky. If you don't know what me and Chase are talking about, go watch a Casual Corner, the Tick Tick Boom episode. That was wild. <laughs> and then like two other YouTubers, uh, yourmoviesuck.com, that guy, and someone else. <laughs> and they like, they shit. It's like the opposite of like the other ones. They literally just talk so much trash about everything. Like it's never good. Oh my god! I feel like that would you know would be a really good podcast what? if they got the nostalgia critic and the angry video game nerd to just yes. Shit. Wait, I think. Uh, oh my gosh! Why do I think the nostalgia critic is a part of Sardonicast? Sometimes I'm not joking. I feel like he probably is. I mean. Oh my god, if you grew up in like the early years of YouTube, man, I feel like you had to have seen the Nostalgia Critic at least a couple times. I feel like probably Angry Video Game Nerd a little bit more. Like that was, besides the fact that like I was no, never... No, it's not, sorry, it's not Angry Video Game Nerd or uh, 
nostalgia critic is I hate everything. That's oh, the, yeah. Oh, he's I know. Yeah, yeah, the um, he's the English guy. Yeah, he's, he's oh part my of God. it too. Dude, okay, not the segue, but you know that the I hate everything guy got into like a legal fight with like the guy. Oh yeah, because there's this guy who self publishes books called Cool Cats, and then he made a movie called Cool Cat Saves yes, the Day. No, I watched and, the video. And he shit movie. on the movie, and the, like, the guy, the author, went out of his way to harass him, and he was just like, are you kidding me? He pretended to be, like, a private investigator. Yeah. He pretended to be, like, this whole legal team. Oh, my God. People go look it up. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, imagine, like, his energy, and then these two, like, guys that surpass it in the way that they talk about things. <laughs> and then it starts with them, like, trashing on some, like, shitty movie, and then by the end of it, they're just talking about, like, what's going on in their lives because they just get tired of it. I, I I I don't hate it, but I hate that one of the first, like, very serious podcasts I used to listen to was um The Office Lady with Jenna Fisher oh, yeah. and Andrew Lackenzie. Yeah, dude. I mean, obviously, I'm a male in my 20s, so I spent a lot of time watching The Office when it was on Netflix. And, I mean, I love, bro, freaking Jenna Fisher and Ang- Andrew Lackenzie are just they're fun. They're fun yeah. energy. You know, I love The Office. I've seen every episode. So, I mean, I started listening to those. Um, you know what? Speaking of, like, people who are on a TV show talking about their TV show, I also love the uh, It's Always Sunny yes, podcast, I man. Po- I just started listening to that. It's great. Dude, sometimes they'll open their line to like let vi- like yeah. listeners call, and I always call because I want to tell them that when I ran my marathon, I listened to like three episodes. I'm sure they'd love it. They'd probably also just say something ridiculous. Oh, I bet they would shit on me, and I, and I hope they would. Um, you know, in terms of like movie podcasts, uh, I listen to a lot of how did this get made with oh, Jason yeah. Manzukis and freaking Andre. Oh my God. I'm forgetting this guy's name and I, f- Paul Shear, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's his name. Andre so. from the league. Uh, I gotta look that up real quick. But, um, I love them because they just shit on terrible movies. Yeah. Um, their episode on super Mario bros live is hysterical. Or it it's the Super Mario Bros. movie, and they did it at, like, they went to, like, a con, and they yeah. did this con episode. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, if you don't know who Jason Manzukis is, like, go look that up. Like, go treat yourself to, okay, it is Paul Shear. That's what I meant. That's what I thought it was. But go treat yourself, because I swear you know who Jason Manzukis oh, yeah. is. Because He's in so he's in Big Mouth. He was in the league. Uh, he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, he's freaking. He's in the Dictator. He's in the Dictator. He's in he's in Invincible Man. And I thought that was really funny that he was cast in like you know Invincible isn't like a super serious show, yeah. but he's playing like a character who's tame. And Jason Manzuka's characters are always like off the wall nutbags. And like I feel like he could be like a. I don't want to say, like, serious actor. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, like, has chops. He's freaking good. And he has, like, perfect comedic timing. Just crazy. Let's see. So, yeah, I listened to that. Oh, my God. I also love Wizard and the Bruiser, man. Have you ever listened to them? Listened to okay, so Wizard and the Bruiser is great because every episode they do a topic. So, like, they've done episodes on, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. They did an episode on Bone recently and the reason why i'm plugging that is netflix actually just canceled a huge amount of their shows that were in development and if you were literally 
in like in elementary school in 2005 and up, like you saw Bone mm-hmm. at the Scholastic Book yeah. Fair. And what I love about Bone is, and I know I was talking about Wizard and the Bruiser, but now I'm talking about Bone. Deal with it. Bone is Jeff Smith. It's this guy who grew up loving like DuckTales and mm-hmm. comic strips. And then he wrote this epic about like these three odd looking Bone characters on an epic quest and I was so hyped when Netflix yeah, announced they were going to do sick. this. I was like, oh my gosh. And then Netflix is like, all right, well, we're losing su- subscribers and we're estimated to lose two million more. So um, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to cancel all our animation projects. Um, we're going to up the price. And you know what? While we're at it, 10 more seasons of Big Mouth. It's like why I get that it's probably putting them into debt to make so many things. But at the same time, like reasons like that are why they're losing subscribers. Like what? <laughs> I mean, I'm no analytic expert or anything, but, you know, I'm not going to pay $30 a month for Netflix. I like no. Netflix. I like Outer Banks, and I like Stranger Things, but, like, come on, Disney Plus is 7, and I can watch Moon Knight. Yeah, like, I don't care enough about... I like a lot of the movies on Netflix and stuff, but movie-wise, I can go to... If I really want to watch that bad, I can rent it on Prime. Yeah. Like, it's not... And there's, like, a weird crossover. Like, mm-hmm. Netflix has so many movies that other streaming services, like, also have the rights to as well. Like, yeah. I feel like they just haven't kept up with the times as well as others have. Let's see. Besides, you know, Wizard and Bruiser, I think, like, one of my all-time favorite podcasts is Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Do you I've know... I've never listened to that. Do you know who Michael Rosenbaum no. is? Oh, my gosh, bro. He's he's Lex Luthor from Smallville. Have, oh, okay, yeah. Have you seen Smallville? No, but I know who you're talking about. I haven't shut, seen Smallville. Shut up. No lie. Yeah, you, why have you not seen Smallville, I man? Know. Smallville is actually... My parents watched it. Okay, so here's the thing about Smallville is... And a lot of people who have seen Smallville will understand. You got to go back to before the CW, it was the yeah. WB. It's the early 2000s. It's like 2001 or 2000. I think it's 2001 when this show started. And the last Superman show was uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, which was super heavy about like romance, you know, Dean Kane being in a tight uh, Superman costume. But what was so, so great about Smallville is it's the origins, you know, this is Clark Kent before he's Superman. You're focusing yeah. on the legacy. You're focusing on this kid who doesn't know what he is because he doesn't know he's yeah. Kryptonian. And you don't find out until I think like like the middle of season two that he's Kryptonian, but he just knows he's not human. And then here's, this is genius. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they start eventually having like long arcs through the seasons. Yeah. But it starts off as a monster of the week formula because Kryptonite in this show is like giving people powers. And that's so smart. So think like, you know, like think X-Files, how like every episode is like monster of the week. But it's like, oh my gosh, like I'll never forget. The second episode is about this guy and he collects bugs and he's a weird weird introvert he probably did theater in high school (laughs) and um he starts mutating and and gaining these bug powers and it's in i mean it's all because like and it's so weird how kryptonite works because i guess some kryptonite won't mutate you because freaking lana lang who's the main love interest for like the first seven seasons had a necklace around her throat like all the time and that didn't give her weird powers but then, like, in a... Oh, I can't even make it up. In, like, one of the episodes, an explosion goes off, mm-hmm. and Kryptonite is involved, and then Lana can see out of the eyes of a killer. <laughs> it was great. 
I know, like, it's weird because that's a... I had a discussion about that the other day because there's, like, the new Girl from Smallville show uh, that has Elle Fanning and Colton Ryan in it. I don't know if it's related to that, but someone started talking about... The Girl from Smallville? Yeah, have you heard of it? I'm not joking. It's, uh... I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but someone asked me if I had watched Smallville the other day, and I was like, no, I haven't. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, is it, like, Erica... I don't know. It's, like, brand new. It's, uh... Oh, is it the one on Hulu? Yeah. Uh, the one about the girl. No, it's not Smallville. It's like the girl from the small town or something. It's about that girl that like told that guy to kill himself over Facebook, right? Oh, wait. What is it called? Girl from Plainville. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I had a discussion the other day. That's, that's what it was about. Someone not, was not, like, the not, girl from Smallville. It was, oh my God. It maybe, maybe, it, maybe it has like one of the actors from No, that. no. He was like, have you watched the girl from Plainville or the girl from Smallville? I was like... No, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, it's on Hulu. It's sick. He's like, I don't see how it's related to the superhero show. <laughs> and I was like, I've never watched Smallville. I have no clue. I can I can tell you that it's definitely not related. I don't think Clark Kent was ever over the computer like telling Pete Ross that he should kill himself. But um, no, dude, you should really listen to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum because not only is he a fantastic actor, like he is such a great podcast host yeah and i think he he's even talked about it because he's friends with like james gunn and people Mm -hmm. and he's always like you know people want to like be like oh well we need to cast the next the next lex luther and he's like well i'm right here like just cast me like i'm a good actor hey he did he did okay no i can't i really can't believe you've seen smallville i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly go over the cast because i love smallville uh, you got Tom Welling as Clark Kent. If you don't know who Tom Welling is, um, he was the oldest son from Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> Even your freaking Cheaper I love, by the I Dozen. I love Cheaper by the Dozen. I hate the new Cheaper by the Dozen. There weren't even 12 kids. That's not Cheaper by the Dozen. That's like a dozen. That's like, that's like uh, we got 10 kids. We could have had two. Isn't he in the fog? Yes, he is in, in the, the fog, fog, which I've heard is such a terrible horror movie. It but is like, awful. I've never, I've never seen it. I do need to. Um, you got Kristen Kruick as uh, Lana Lang, who she was great. You got Michael Rosenbaum as, like I said, Lex Luthor, and he plays a great Lex Luthor because, like, this is before he becomes like an evil man. Like, when mm-hmm. you first meet him, he is genuinely like trying to be a good person, and as the yeah. seasons progress, he is just like terrible. Like you, like at first you go like, no way is this the Lex Luthor? Yeah. Who's like how he's gonna be? And then like you're like, oh my god, this this guy sucks. Like I hate this guy. Um, you got Erica Drance as, um, you know, she comes in and plays Lois in the later seasons, and she does a really good job. I like her. I hate you, Allison Mack. That's, she has, she plays uh, Chloe Sullivan. Also, Sam Jones III played... Um, from... Pete... From Blue, Blue Mountain, Mountain State, State. yeah. Mountain State. Yo, dude, he was on this show first. And oh then my God. I'm pretty sure he left this show to go be on Blue Mountain State. That's goofy, because it's Blue Mountain State. Also, so yeah, no. Do you know... Okay, so yeah, you don't know anything about Smallville. No, I, I, oh, my, I, 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 I know. I know. I know. No, because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this, dude. So you you don't know who Allison Mack is. No. So this is like the the craziest thing is Allison Mack who played Chloe Sullivan, who's an original character to the show. Mm-hmm. She yeah she started a sex cult. Wait, this is the yep, next. Yep. Yep. I watched the documentary yep. on that. Th- that's her. And, she, uh, Nexium, the, I think is. And the other girl who was in it was in it as well. Uh, she I, joined it. Chris 
Kristen Crook or whatever her name no, is. No, not Kristen. They tried to recruit her. Oh, okay. They tried I to recruit. Watching she, that there were Brandon people and she. Shit. Yeah, dude. So like, my mind is blown because I grew up watching Smallville with my mom. Like, I we loved it, and you know. I mean, personally, I always thought Allison was just kind of there. I'm like, man, this girl sucks. But, you know, I didn't think she sucked in real life. But, yeah, no, the vow comes out, and I'm just like, you were kidding me. And Michael Rosenbaum talks about it on his podcast with, like, some, you know, with a couple, like, former Smallville people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's almost like they're talking about a serial killer. They're like, oh, like, we, you know, she kept to herself, and she was nice, and... You know, you can tell that they only had work relationships yeah. with her. Like they weren't actually friends. But um, no, Allison Mack is a monster, and I'm pretty. She's in. She has to be in jail now, right? Let's see. I don't know. Like I, I do know about her. I just did, I knew that she was in Smallville too. I just had no like. No, correlation or anything. Yeah, like I didn't even think about it. Um, it's a pyramid scheme, sex cult, like. I don't she know, man. Sentenced to three years of prison as of June third. Oh, dude, she's lucky, man. Only three, three years, years for like a sex cult. I don't know. She's probably. I can only imagine how that's going inside for her right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you will not be seeing her at any Smallville no. cons, though. I bet as soon as she gets out, like she'll be like one of those people who's like, "All right, guys, I'm doing personalized um, messages. Cameo, oh, please, cameo. please make sure that they're okay." Like, I don't want to say anything mean. Please be kind to me. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Allison Mack anymore. Uh, and I hate that she, like, that's what stings about Smallville now is, like, some people literally, like, they're like, oh, I don't want to watch Smallville because it had the uh, sex cult person in it. And it's like, no, watch Smallville. It's great. It's a great story about how, like, America's icon came to be and they don't let him fly and they don't let him wear a suit. So he just, he's this, you know, country boy from Kansas. Uh-huh. And he, he befriends this, like, wealthy man who, yeah, at first you're like, man, this guy's kind of cool. No, he's a monster. And then he finally gets to bang Lana in season four. But no, they don't get to end up together. I'm not going to go over it because maybe Chase will watch the show. I would show like now. to watch it. <laughs> and at the, at the most, if you don't watch Smallville, just go watch Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2. Chase Sumner's favorite movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Especially the new one. Speaking of movies, man. Do you feel good that movie theaters are back? Like, because I definitely, we were talking about COVID at the beginning of this podcast. And I think like the thing that worried me the most was COVID was like, it kind of really did destroy cinema for a minute. Like all these movies were going straight to video on demand services and streaming services. And like, don't get me wrong. I love HBO's deal Mm -hmm. where it was like this past year, any of their movies that were releasing in theaters, you could watch at home. And because trust me, and I'm sorry, James Gunn, but unfortunately, I did not make it to the movie theater to see the Suicide Squad. I had to, I had to watch it at home. I was sick. I had bronchitis. I'm sorry, um, but you know, like Dune, like the fact that people watch Dune at home first instead yeah. of a movie theater. Like, gosh. How? I mean, like it's. I like now, unfortunately, it too- I, I will say. Uh, I did watch Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, and I'm thanking God every day I didn't spend money on that. <laughs> Should go on the IMAX to see the opening of that movie where a bird literally shits on another bird's face and then starts going, "Can I kick it?" <laughs> I wish that was a lie. Chloe Grace Moretz from Carterville, Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz from Kickass One and Two, <laughs> where in Kickass Two they give her a weird love. Um, yeah. Oh, 
I hated that. I haven't watched Kick-Ass 2 in a minute. I oh. watched Kick-Ass not long ago. Kick-Ass 1 is great. Kick-Ass 2 was really weird how they had Aaron Taylor John Aaron Taylor Johnson and Chloe Kiss at the end. Yeah. I hated that. Um, I No, but I'm really happy about like movie theaters being back open again. Like I did enjoy the HBO Max deal. But also, I feel like being able to like watch Dune for the first time like on your TV is like different than like sitting in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I feel like with all the surrounds, so, like going to see. I know this isn't Warner Brothers, so it's kind of different. But like going to see The Northman recently, like Aww. if I watched that on TV, it would have been so much different than going Dude, to see it in a whole movie theater. That movie rocked. That movie was sick. That movie's so cool. Um, I can't actually suggest it enough. I was actually about to start talking about like movies, but now I just I want to talk about the Northman for a second. Which is first off, if you like art house movies, go see this movie. Like this, these types of movies are dying because people want. And don't get me wrong, because I'm those people. I love superhero movies and I love super special effects movies, but like there is nothing more hardcore than Alexander Skarsgård howling and then getting into a fight where someone throws an arrow at him and he grabs it, it, catches it, and just throws it back. What I think is so sick about The Northman, and I like Robert Eggers' other movies, like The Lighthouse and The Mm Vavitch. The Vavitch? Those are like small scale. This is like, it's an art house movie, sure, but like it's it's New Line Cinemas and it's like freaking, it's, it had a $90 million budget. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it, felt like an action movie through and through and then every once in a while it's like okay we're gonna throw this weird weird stuff at you and oh like like amleth kissing his mom yeah <laughs> I, I really felt like an intellectual in that moment but you know what that's just like that's just those types of i yeah. mean if you don't know what the northman is it's a uh, viking revenge story about a young prince who is trying to avenge his father and save his mother from his uncle because his uncle killed his father yeah it's I mean, it's that's like, not it's a spoiler a, either. That's no, literally the whole plot. That's the whole plot. It's Hamlet is the poem that inspired Hamlet. So it's like, if you know the plot of Hamlet, like you know what's gonna happen in this movie. I just really liked how they like leaned into like the mythology side of it. Cause like with with like I I was like oh it's gonna be just like Hamlet. That's Me like, too, like, dude. But it was so supernatural. It was. It was. And then also like brutally realistic at the same time. Like. Oh, I loved it, man. I did too. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, skip ahead a minute if you don't want to hear me talk about it. But like, the moment where Amlet stabs his like half brother in the chest, yeah. steals his heart and everything. Dude, that was intense. Also, but I am gonna go back to and once again, spoiler. I am literally spoiling the plot twist in the movie. Please go ahead, three minutes. But the moment where you just find out. That the mom was in on it the whole yeah. time, and the mom betrayed. The mom even asked the uncle to like order people to kill the kid because yeah. they didn't have to. Because the mom, the mom reveals to Amlet that she wasn't like a faraway princess; that she was a slave that he did the dirty with. And then because she gave birth to Amlet, she was allowed to like live and everything. But then the scene just gets so weird because she starts seducing her son. Yeah, it's literally Wait. like Gertrude and Hamlet and Hamlet. But like, I I knew it was coming. Like I knew that was gonna happen. But I did not expect it to be. Did I not expect the tension? So here's <laughs> the thing, and I I've actually never read Hamlet. I don't know. You know, like I know Macbeth and I know a couple other stuff about Shakespeare because I grew up like. I think you'd like in the public Hamlet school. With, there's a Hamlet movie version 
Was yeah, I know. It's called. Yeah, I know. It's called the, the Northman. Li- the, North- <laughs> the Lion King. Wait, no, seriously. Ah, oh, dude, I'll watch that. Bill Murray Hamlet. He, Bill Murray's uh, like Polonius, so he's like the uncle. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. No, he's Dar- like Garfield killed? Yeah, it's oh, it's it's funny because like Ethan Hawke, he's actually like Claudius, in the North. He's like the Ethan Hawke character. Oh, okay. And he's like, but in Hamlet, that's like a lot older because Hamlet's really like forty years old in the play. It's really good though. I think you'd enjoy that movie. It's like super. It's like a. It's like cyberpunk Hamlet. It's weird. They all wear like Matrix looking glasses and shit. When was this movie made? I think it's like made in like ninety nine. Oh, I love that man. I love how people thought. In, like, the 90s, we are going to have flying cars by now. But now we just have overpriced Teslas that don't drive themselves. And the creator owns Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, so besides the Northmen, you know, just going back to movie theaters. Like, it's great now that movie theaters are back. And I, yeah. I hate to say it, like, part of that is thanks to Marvel. Because think about it. Shang-Chi was such a success at the box office yeah. that people were like, okay, you know what? Let's let's start giving our release dates back to their normal times. Mm-hmm. And then Venom came out. And then, you know, we didn't really have a lot of good movies. But then, then, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. It's huge box office yeah. hit. And then, you know, the Batman comes out. I per- I mean, I love the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a hot streak recently. Like You know who had a hot streak was, like, Spider-Man comes out and then Uncharted comes out, yeah. like, literally a month later. Tom Holland over here. Did you see really? Uncharted? No, I haven't seen it. I really? Did, see it. did you play any of the games? No, not really. So. I know, I watched James play them, though. So, like, I know the story. Oh, dude. I So, here's the thing, is I... Wanted to go see Uncharted, but I felt like the only way that I was going to actively enjoy the movie, because I, I know the whole premise, yeah. and I love Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark is mm-hmm. one of the most influential movies on me. I'd be lying if I didn't say Temple of Doom was my favorite, though. But um, it's like this movie that was so influential on me, so I was like, you know what? I want to see Uncharted, but I want to understand it. So yeah. I played I played all four games. I played it and like, dude, the games are really fun. Do you have a PlayStation? No, I don't. Oh uh, well. Dude, you... Once I get to Missouri and I have real people money, I'm buying one. Dude, do it and buy the Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. Cause those games were so fun. I was playing the first one casually and then I got into it and that's what I spent like two, three weeks of my life doing was like yeah. I'd come home from work and I would grind it out. It, it looks so fun. Like I remember sitting then, in the living room watching James play it, and it looked like the most fun. Game dude, it has world. some weird, like super. And what I loved that's is what like, I was dude, cool. in the look, and that's what I love is the first part of the games are like super standard, like you know, adventure, and then they go Indiana Jones and like just seep in the supernatural yeah. elements, and I was just like, dude, wait. This is awesome. Yeah, so I was a little disappointed when I showed up thinking like, oh, dude, Tom Holland's going to like, you know, supernatural adventure. Yeah. And like they just they took the plot of the fourth game, which if you play Uncharted, you know, that's not how that should be going. But they took the plot of the fourth game and adapted it for the first movie. And I mean, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. Amazing. I mean, yeah. I love the duo. Speaking of like movies, did you did you happen to see Morbius? No, I. you're the reason I haven't seen it. <laughs> Why? Don't waste your money on a ticket. What? I said waste your money on a ticket. Morbius is the best movie of the year. It's going to make a thousand Morbian bucks. <laughs> that probably is. No, that movie was... Isn't uh, Matt... 
the dude from Doctor Who in that. Yeah, um, he is. He is the sole reason I like got through that movie. Is he plays the villain, the evil vampire, and he's really he's just also goofy. yeah. Uh, casual review corner listeners, if you want to hear me and Brandon Johnson talk about that, go listen to my Morbius episode. But you you're probably having way more fun with this one. <laughs> I. You know what movie I need to go see? I need to go see Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. You haven't seen it yet? No. It's I'll okay. Go. I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't seen it because I just hadn't got the time to go. I went to go see The Northman after a show the other night, and I didn't get back till like 2 in the morning. So, like, but now I've kind of got a little bit of time, so I want to go see that. Um, I hate, I don't hate it, but I, I, I think it's so funny that one of the movies I've had the most fun mm-hmm. at recently was, I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I need to see that too. Oh my gosh, yeah, because you were on... I really like the first one. Yeah, you came on the first episode. And you know, what I like about the first movie is like, you know, they're like, okay, we're making a live action adaption of a video game movie. We understand, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. So let's just make a uh, buddy comedy about a fast hedgehog. But the second one leans into the game. Like there's... I, I saw a review that literally goes, I'm upset there's not enough human interaction. And I'm like... Are you kidding me? Like, I get it. Like, Tiki, or whatever her name is, um, she's hot. I love her. And you know what? Cyclops was good in this movie. But, like, one article was just, like, Jim Jim Carrey carries the weight of the human characters. I'm like, yeah, he's the villain. And also, yeah. he's Jim Carrey. Like, he's like one of the greatest like actors and comedians of our time. Like, he's going to carry the weight. I don't know, man. I mean, not only that, but it's just, like... Um, if you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I also really suggest that movie. It's really fun, especially if you have a kid. You know, it's uh, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, and they have to team up to stop Eggman. Um, talking about this just reminds me about how much I loved Sonic as a kid and how much I read the I Sonic, how much I read the Sonic comics, and how weird those comics were. Because have you ever watched? The, I watched I, some of the TV shows. Did you watch? Did you watch Sonic the Hedgehog the animated series? Yeah. As a the, kid. One, the one from the 90s where he's an eco-terrorist. Yes. <laughs> I loved, bro, I loved that show. And I thought it was so funny because as I get older, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, man, Sonic is an eco-terrorist. Like, he's putting bombs in, like, the yeah. robotic city because he has to blow it up. And, like, you know, what, you know what's crazy about that show is, like, they... In Sonic games, like uh, rabbits and like small critters are turned into robots. But in the t- in that TV show, if you got roboticized, like you mm-hmm. were still sentient, like you knew what yeah. you were doing, but you couldn't move. And I'm like, that's oh god, so I'm sad. like, I'm like, oh god, that's a that's a fate worse than death. Like, holy god, like I don't want to be roboticized. Oh my god, no. The only thing I'll say about that show is that they have Sonic the Hedgehog. So this is the first time Sonic's ever talked. And they're just like, okay, Sonic's a really cool dude. So we have to have him, like, every two seconds say, like, oh, man, Sal, I got a juice. It's Motorama time. I'm juicing back. He said juice a lot, and I don't know why. And then, I mean, to top it off, they have Urkel voicing him. Yes. Um, I'm very glad that they went with Ben Schwartz instead of Urkel for the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Could you imagine that? Sonic the Hedgehog in 2022. Who are you voting for in this runoff election? I'm juicing for the loosen. <laughs> He's got, dude, Urkel's got a weed strain called the Purple Urkel. I listened uh, to Steve-O's podcast. <laughs> I learned that the other day. I love Steve-O's podcast. I feel, I almost feel bad for Julio White because, yeah. I mean, first off, I loved him. He, he voiced Sonic three times in three different Sonic cartoons. 
But he also like struck gold as a kid playing Urkel. Yeah. And then he just couldn't grow out of it, you know. He was. He and his parents were really smart with his money. Like really. He has like a lot of money now. They like made him save it and like invest it, and he like owns like properties and stuff, and like he's making like passive income. Because like a lot of people, like especially during that era, era like they lost their money. Like their parents either took it or like they squandered it. Yeah, I mean it was the '90s, so they're just like, oh, you know what? Let's spend this while we can. Like, that's why, that's what happened to one of the other actresses from Family Matters, and she became a porn star. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Gotta pay, gotta Back pay bills. Gotta, gotta pay, pay bills, bills, man. Gotta pay bills, man. Uh, any other movies that you've seen recently you just, like, feel like you gotta talk about? I actually, I took my mom to go see The Lost City. Oh, really? Sandra Bullock. Uh, Tanny Chatham. I had a I had a fun time at that. I had a, I had a good time watching X when we went to go see it. Oh, we dude, that's X right. We sick. went and saw X, and we X saw. X is freaking awesome. I like how I texted you and Sean about seeing that movie, and then like I get a text, and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna go see the ten o'clock show yeah. with a group of people." I'm like, we, uh, you better believe I'm coming." Like the mixture of that because we didn't know when we were gonna go see it, and then right after, I don't know, we had like a show or rehearsal or something. Mm-hmm. I was like. Well, let's go see. It was a rehearsal for Violet. I was like, I want to go see X. I just said, I was like, I want to go see it. I know I'm going to go see it with Jacob. And then, I don't remember, like Lauren or somebody and Anna, they were like, we're going to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's fucking go. Dude, how about the fact that, and uh, spoilers for the movie X, but if you're this far, you already know. How about the fact that, like, Mia Goth plays not only, like, you know, the one porn star, but she, she like She's plays. Grandma, she, like the old lady. Oh, what was the name of the Pearl, Pearl dude? Yeah. Uh, can I just tell this story real quick? I mean, and we're wrapping up this final casual corner for chase, but I have to tell the story about why I will never go see a movie with chase's friends again in my oh, life. I, I've never gone to see a movie <laughs> with them ever. So not, we go into reasons. the movie theater and at first it's like, okay, cool. We're going to be the only people in this movie theater. Yeah. And then the movie's about to start in like, 20 people show up and we're sitting in the front row and it's, you know, like I, I strictly even remember texting. I'm like, I'm sitting next to chase. Like I want to sit next to chase. Cause I know the majority of your friends, you know, mine is like Lauren and And, uh, one other guy. We didn't know. Like I, that was so random. I, I love Lauren. I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, we're not going to go see a movie together again. Dude. And I thought she, you know, it was funny at first. So the movie starts and X is in no way like a comical movie. I mean, you have it's really funny yeah, moments, Brit- but... yeah, Brittany Snow, Mia Goth, um, that Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, Scott Muscuti. Scott Muscuti. You have that um, girl from Scream Five, yeah. uh, Jenna, whatever her name is. I like how they oversexualized her in the trailer, and that yeah. probably got like all the kids who watched her on like stuck in the middle mm-hmm. to go see it. But um, no, dude, we're watching that movie. And literally, all your friends are just laughing loud as they can and talking during it. And, like, it even made people get up and leave. And I was just, like, I put put my, like, hand over my head. I was, like, please stop. And I'm sitting next to Trevor. And Trevor looks at me and he goes, I know. We are just being the worst right now. (laughs) It's bad because, like, my dad bastard him say that I... I don't like doing that in movies. Even if I'm watching it at home, like if it's a new movie, like I, I'm very choosy about who I go to see movies with. But like everyone was super excited to watch it, and we had talked about going to see it while we were in Memphis um, at, at that 
conference I talked about earlier. And so, like, it was like I had the obligation that they had to come. Mm-hmm. And I will never, that's why when I saw the Northman, I went. It was after By yourself. Show. I went with my friend Zach, and I went with Sean and Anna and Julian. Very quiet people in the movie theater. I know. If I was in town, I really wish. I yeah, really wanted to see I that movie with you. Because you were, like, also the whole reason I even started looking at this movie is because you were telling me about The Northmen. You have been telling me about that movie for, like, a month or Dude, two. I've been talking about that movie since, so, like, once The Lighthouse came out, which I also saw in Sean, Sean and Julian. Um, we went, first time I ever met Julian, we went and saw that movie. Me, Sean, heard it, and it was like a weird movie just to watch with some random girl you don't know. Um, the Lighthouse? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah, because it, it's super sexy, right? Yeah, it's super <laughs> dude. Um, but same director, so I was like, I wonder, wonder what he's doing. I saw that it got announced, and Bill Skarsgård and Stellan Skarsgård were also supposed to be in this movie as well. And I think that, I shit you not, I think Bill was supposed to play the Clay Spang character, the uncle. Really? I know it was supposed to play a relative, and I think that Stellan was supposed to play Ethan Hawke's character. Interesting. So then it's like they're all related to each other, and they all look like each other, too. Oh, I dude. I know that like, a bunch of people dropped, um, and it filmed all during the pandemic. And oh. Ethan Hawke took uh, Stellan Skarsgård's place, and Clay Bang took Bill Skarsgård's place. Okay, interesting. I never knew Something that. Something like that. See, and, it's in the, and this, is the, this is the insider information you find out on Review Corner's Casual Corner segment with Chase Sumner. Uh, I like how Will William Defoe is in three minutes of that oh my movie. God, Willem and Bjork. Oh, <laughs> bro, that movie needed more Bjork. That's I should choose my one of my favorite characters and Willem Defoe's. I wish I would have got to see more. I like how like I you know and I say like in a very not like way. I hate how movies nowadays their posters like kind of suck because yeah. they come out with these beautiful first posters. Like there's a poster of the Northman where it's just him standing on a cliff and yeah. it's like perfectly resembles black and white yes and it perfectly resembles um this like you know it conveys the image of a man going against a village yeah and then they came out with this terrible looking like superhero looking poster i know match the movies with him and you know what man i had no idea william defoe's character was bald until i saw that movie poster because it's not like you ever see his forehead no oh my god there's so many posters for that movie that are terrible which is weird because like the posters for his other movies are sick. And I, I think it's because he had, he talked about having like a lot of like loss of creative freedom with this. He liked making it, oh, but dude. he wanted it to be like a four hour, like Braveheart style epic, I which feel, exists. Oh God. I hope they come out with the director's too. cup too. But, um, I feel, you know what? Long enough. <laughs> I'll say this about the Northman. I have not gone to a movie in a while that has kept me like gripped like yeah, that. Like it felt so good. I can't wait to see it again. You know, I can't wait. To, I'm taking my dad to go see it. I know he'll be excited. Oh, yeah. um, I have a friend named Claire, and her boyfriend is all about Viking mythology. I texted her and was like, "You gotta go. You gotta Shit. take Jake, man. Uh, basically, go see the Northman." Um, guys, we're wrapping up. You know, this is like I've said. This has been a very heavy Chase Sumner episode. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to put Chase Sumner's farewell episode in the titles because I need views. So, <laughs> But, Chase, you know, final moments on the show. You want to say anything? You want to, like, distill any, like, movie critiques? You know? Uh, what? I don't know. Just, You'll uh, be back. I I'll mean, be I, back. You know, I'll be back. This, Wait for me, babies. 
I'm not saying this is Chase's, like, final episode, but this is the last episode he's going to do in person for at least a year. But, you know, knowing my recording process, who knows? We might not even do another episode until a year. Hey, if you ever come to Minnesota, Minnesota, Missouri, take your, uh, take your laptop and the, the mic. I All right. Any, any final, final words, man? You I wanna... love y'all. I love y'all. Support. Chase, Chase is like, I'm so glad this podcast worked out because my other one did not. Yeah, for real. Gage ironically texts me. Um, every time, every time I hear the words Gage ironically text me, it's always like, guys, we need to restart the podcast. Said, Y'all want to play D and D on Zoom? James said, shit, you know I'm down. <laughs> and then Gage says, dope. Y'all want to do a podcast over Zoom? <laughs> what? <laughs> I like, also, have you seen the trailer for Don't Worry, Darling? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. I'm so about... excited for that. Harry Styles is living my dream. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> final, final moments. Uh, how You know what? And I mean, if you're an hour into this podcast, let's just talk about the fact that uh, Olivia Wilde got handed custody papers by Jason yes. Sudeikis' uh, lawyer, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know the legal system. I know Jason Sudeikis wasn't aware of when they were going to do it, but yeah. you know that that guy who was just looking to serve her was like, oh, what an opportunity. How and the fact, fact that she got served mm-hmm. while promoting a movie about the kid that she left Jason Sudeikis for, I just, I don't even know how. Maybe that's the best way to end this podcast is mm-hmm. just less like, let our let our listeners think about that. So, uh, with that being said, I am your you know powerful host Jacob Daniel, and I'm your subservient <laughs> co-host Chase Sumner. <laughs> and we hope you've enjoyed this casual corner. And always remember, if there's a weird concept for a movie, A24 has already thought of it. <laughs>